on Curiosity Stream. I'm James Burke. I'm going to take you on a journey through time. James Burke's visionary series returns, reimagined for our time. Now, this is all uncharted territory. The Washington Post hails Burke as one of the most intriguing minds in the Western world. The New York Times raves he careens from one great moment in history to another. Where do we want to go from here? Experience all new connections. So what's the next connection? With monthly, annual, and bundled plans, find the one that works for you at curiositystream.com. Want a holiday gift your employees or clients will actually love? Send them gourmet peanuts from Hubbard Peanut Company. Hubs Peanuts is a family-owned company that's been making high-quality, delicious peanuts and sending them to every corner of the globe since 1954. Order some of Hubs plain, salted, or chocolate-covered peanuts in a special gift tin for the perfect gift for your friends, employees, clients, or even yourself. Visit HubsPeanuts.com. That's H-U-B-S-Peanuts.com. to or watching us this is the osmo nhl dfs strategy show and i am your host michael clifford aka slim cliffy joining me on this trip to Madripoor to confront the power brokers our very own u.s agent mr joshua harris josh how you doing today bud pretty good had a good weekend i feel like we haven't been on the show in a while you know i, I ended up catching mortal Kombat this weekend i loved it I'm <laughs> those types of movies so yeah i'm ready ready to dive into the slate yeah, Mortal Kombat and uh, Falcon Winter Soldier finale. Have you been catching up on that? I have to catch up on it. I'm way behind on a lot of shows. Yeah, it, it was hit or miss. Um, There's some stuff you can tell that they had to cut out um, with because of the coronavirus. It looks like there's a, a virus side plot they're going to have to have, so they had to cut that out. And so it was kind of a mess, but uh, some of the core points were really great. I enjoyed it a lot, but we're not here to talk about Captain America and the Winter Soldier, we're here to talk about the NHL, so let's dive into that. Let's talk about last night's slate a little bit. Uh, starts and ends with Connor McDavid, as a lot of Edmonton slates do. I, I'll i double check, did he have all his goals in the second period? No, just two out, of, two out of three in the second period, scored late in the first. Three goals, one assist. Uh, Connor McDavid broke the slate last night, as he's wont to do. Uh, Leon Dreisaitl had one and one. Uh, McDavid was a big factor uh, in winning lineups last night, but there were a lot of different spots that got there. Uh, a late hammer came through uh, with San Jose. Uh, that top line uh, did work, especially Evander Kane. Uh, Jacob Chikrin, two goals and an assist, three-point night. Uh, some 
uh, DFSers out there were even fortunate enough to put Jacob Chikrin in their utility, which really worked out uh, very well last night uh, for some people. A uh, couple games that were on last night's slate are going to be on tonight's slate. Uh, Carolina and Dallas, Florida and Nashville. Those two games, I don't know if you caught any of them. I caught some of the Dallas-Carolina uh, game. Now, just it, it almost seems to me Carolina's, I don't want to say they're playing safe, but it almost seems like they're just trying to avoid injury and just get to the playoffs. Like, I, I, I imagine almost half the league is in that boat right now because like 13 or 14 of the playoff spots are pretty much already wrapped up. But um, what do you think about back-to-backs like this? You know, all four teams could ostensibly be in the playoffs uh, in, you know, in, in their respective division. Um, how do you treat back-to-backs like this when this these are teams that are effectively playoff teams that could be in a series, you know, two or three weeks down the road? Yeah, I mean it's tough, like especially the Carolina Dallas game because it's the it's the late game on the slate, and there's some question marks on who's going to be in, who's going to be out. Yeah, and you're right. It looks like Carolina's kind of on autopilot. They're just kind of flying straight to the playoffs. They're just trying to you know go through the motions. Dallas, you know, they're still working through stuff because of the injuries. I would imagine Rope is going to be out tonight. It's not a thing, it's not official, but you know, um, they're probably going to be in the playoffs, so they want to get him as healthy as possible. Um, you know, Florida, they have new guys. So maybe they're kind of, you know, trying to get the right combinations aligned. So they're going to play pretty hard. Uh, Nashville, I don't know. I used Nashville three last night. So that ended up working out for me. I, I was going to use them with Edmonton one. I ended up swapping to Colorado one late, which was not a great swap, but the, you know, McKinnon had a goal in his shot bonus, you know, and his line mates didn't do too much. Same with McDavid, like Jesse Pugliarvi and, uh, Dominic Cahoon didn't really do too much. So it was more of like a one-off McDavid really got you there. And uh, on Chikrin real quick, I'm on the Homer highway of Fox for Norris, but I think, you know, Chikrin's definitely way up there. He's probably ahead of Fox. Yeah. Chikrin's just been excellent this year. Um, I agree with you. I don't think I'd put him in my top three, but he's probably in that tier for me just below my top three, like in that, you know, four, five, six mix. So yeah, Chikrin, <laughs> excellent player. Um, reminds me that the old GM traded up to get him <laughs> in the draft, and then the GM uh, got fired because he was tampering with players. So maybe there's something else going on with Chikrin that we don't know about. But uh, we got to get moving. We got eight games on this slate we have to get to. Before uh, we get to those games, if you guys could, while you're here, throw us a like and a subscribe. Uh, the subscriptions especially really help us grow the channel help uh, keep these shows coming. Uh, NHL is starting to slow down as it always does in the final cups of a couple weeks of the season, but everything else uh, is really picking up steam uh, MLB, especially. So uh, like, and subscribe, click that notification bell. If you want to uh, find out whenever we get on the air. And if you're not able to watch our shows, most of our shows are available on the Osmo podcast network. Just head to Osmo.com slash podcast. Uh, and check out all the podcasts we have. I think every show except the Live Before Locks go up. Uh, obviously, Live Before Locks don't have a lot of value uh, as a podcast that you can download later. Um, but just about everything that we have is available at osmo.com slash podcast. So head there if you want to check out uh, any shows that you may have missed. Uh, leave a five-star review with your Twitter handle or your email address for a chance to win a free week of Osmo Plus Platinum. That chance is good for up to one year. So head to osmo.com slash podcast. And check out what we got going on for our podcast here at awesome.com. All right, let's get to the slate. 
Uh, very first game looks like a lopsided game, uh, and it's got uh, your boys on one side of it. We've got the Buffalo Sabers at two point two implied goals going into New York to face the Rangers. The Rangers have a three point nine implied goal total. Uh, Colin Blackwell, you were telling me before the show, uh, it looks like he's a game time decision. Now, who would fill in for him? It's kind of up in the air. Um, I think it would be Kraftsoft because we have seen Kraftsoft move up there uh, at times over the last couple of weeks, you know, a shift here, shift there every game or so. So I think he'd move up to the second line if Blackwell is out, but we don't know if he's out yet or not. Uh, Jacob Truba is expected to be out. Um, Igor Shesterkin against Uko, Pekka, Lukanen in net. All right. What do you like here, Josh? I assume you like the Rangers. Yeah, I mean, I'm on the Rangers here. Um you know, I, I'm not really concerned about matchups. You know, the Zabata Jan line is going to get the Reinhardt matchup most likely, but that, you know, it's not frightening by any means. Like they're, you know, the buff, that Buffalo top line is decent offensively, but they're not anything to be right home about defensively. So, you know, that top line is good as a full stack. The problem is the power play correlation isn't great. Buchnevich and Lafreniere are on the second power play. Mika's on the top power play. And if you saw in the last game, the Rangers really took advantage of the Sabres on the power play. So, I mean, you can go to that second line. The second line is where I prefer to go anyway. You know, get Strom and Panarin on the top power play unit. They're going to be chalky. They're expensive. Uh, the question mark with Blackwell there, uh, they expect him to play. They said they're, he took like an awkward fall in last game or something like that. He may be in protocols. He may be past them. But, you know, um, you know, uh, the coach is going to speak around 530 Eastern, so we might get some clarity there. But I do like that second line. I also like that third line, Kreider, Heedle, and Kako. They're going to get, you know, the bottom six of the Sabres. Um, if the top six isn't anything scary, the bottom six certainly won't be either. Uh, that third line, you know, it's not great power play correlation, but you're going to get low ownership on a line in a high total game. And also, if you want to go to a power play stack, that is certainly fine. It is it is pricey. You do like a Zabadja and Panarin, Strom, uh Fox Fox is over 7,000. So it's going to get really pricey. You're going to have to get a little bit funky to fill out the rest of your lineups, but you know, the Rangers really did some work on the power play last game. So I think you can go back to there on the Sabre side. I'm not really going to be full stacking any lines. I mean, if I was, it'd probably be that top line, Ryan Hart, Olsen, Skinner. Uh, if you want to one off a of Casey Middlestad, he's getting a little bit pricey though. So really, uh, Outside of a little bit of that top line, maybe some Dylan Cousins because he's on top power play. He's going to see, you know, the the Heedle line or, you know, the fourth line. If you need like a cheap one-off center on the power play, Dylan Cousins makes a little bit of sense. But other than that, I'm probably going to be off Buffalo tonight. Yeah, I don't really have a ton of interest in Buffalo. I'll start with them. Um, in net, I guess if you want to use Ukapeka Lukanen, um, 6,900, that's fine. We'll talk about him in a minute. Uh, I just don't have any interest uh, in the Fords, even Casey Middlestad. Like I would probably use him at like 3,100 3, or 3,200, 4K. Like that's just a hard pass for me. Sammy, Sammy Reinhardt up to 6K. Like this is a complete shooting percentage bender. I'm not paying 6K for Sam Reinhardt on the road. Uh, I'm just out on Buffalo uh, in general. I think uh, the one guy I might play is Henry Yokoharyu. His minutes have come up. Him and Dolan seem to be making a good defense pair together. So don't mind him as a punt at 2,800. But for me, um, this is about the this is about the Rangers. But I do want to say that they have fallen off a bit defensively, right? Like their expected goals against this month are right in the same range as like Chicago and Detroit. <laughs> like it hasn't been very pretty for the Rangers defensively uh, in the month of April. But it has been offensively. And that's all we really care about uh, for DFS. Um, 
neither is really neither team is really taken a ton of penalties right um you know buffalo doesn't have a good penalty kill so i don't think the rangers need like four or five power plays for a power play sack to get there tonight just be aware that uh the buffalo sabers aren't taking a ton of penalties um so the rangers might only get two or three opportunities here tonight that's just one thing you know if you're on the fence about playing rangers uh because of price or ownership or whatever that's just one thing i want to mention but their power play has been great. I'm pretty sure it's number one in the NHL in the month of April, both by expected goals and actual goals. So, like, I I don't think the Rangers need five opportunities to score one power play goal here tonight. So, a power play stack absolutely can work out. Uh, so, I'm with you on the Rangers, like, power play stacking. Like, if you're worried about ownership, I think that's the way to go. But I do like that third line call. Um, they have been really good since Kreider's gotten there. Um, they were about an, a league average line before he got there, which is good for a third line. Like if you're a third line and you're league average, that means, you know, you're doing better than most third lines. Um, and Hedl and Kako uh, have played together, you know, quite a bit this year, especially since Hedl uh, got healthy. Um, I do like that third line. If you're, if you're looking expensive elsewhere, like we're going to be talking about like Boston or Pittsburgh or even Chicago or something later on. Um, if you need a, a cheap filler, I like that Rangers third line on the blue line. Like I said, uh, Yoko, how are you sticking out for me on Buffalo? Brendan Smith has been playing a lot of minutes for the Rangers. Um, Keandre Miller has not. So I kind of like Smith at 2,700. What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> kind of feels bad saying let's, let's play some Brandon Smith, but yeah, but he is in the you know low twenties. He played 21, 22 the other night. I'm kind of hoping Zach Jones starts eating into those minutes. Um, he is on the second power play now. He only played 12, 12 minutes last game, registered his first NHL assist. But, you know, Brandon Smith tonight for sure. You hope to see Zach Jones getting up around 15, 16 minutes. Then we can start throwing Zach Jones into the conversation. Yep, I'm good with that. Yeah, I'm not playing Zach Jones yet either. Um, Shesterkin, pretty expensive at 8,300. I'm not playing him. I think the better question is Luka Pekka Lukanen at 6,900. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, if you're going to fade the Rangers, uh, Uko Pekalukanen, oh, first try. Hello. Not bad. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I think he makes some sense. The volume's going to be there. Uh, You know, Igor's going to be chalky. I think, you know, if you're going to do like a power play stack and put in Igor, I don't think many people are going to do that, pay up for Igor in that spot. What concerns me is shot volume and maybe giving up like a goal on 27 shots, something like that. His value might not be as good. Yeah, I agree with that. So that's why I probably won't play Igor tonight. Uka Pekka Lukanen, he's at least going to – I'll at least be considering him. I'll at least be considering him. I don't know if I'm going to play him yet. He's definitely going to be under consideration, though. You take away the name, right, and you tell me, will you play a 6,900 goalie against the Rangers? The answer is usually going to be yes. Yeah, so – yeah, all right. Um Maybe we'll talk cheaper. There are cheaper goalies later this slate that we could talk about. So it's not necessary to play him. Uh, let's get to that next game. Uh, we have the Boston Bruins with a 2.8 implied goal total going into Pittsburgh. The Penguins also have a 2.8 implied goal total. I believe these two teams played on Sunday and it was a one nothing game. Uh, and I think there was only one power play, but I mean like Sunday afternoon games, you know, nobody really cares about them anyway. Uh, the matchups in that game were interesting to me. Top line versus top line, which is kind of what you'd expect. But then Pittsburgh 3 went out against the Boston second line, and Pittsburgh 2 went out against the Boston third line. That's an interesting matchup uh, situation for me. 
And I think that brings both sides into play here. I want to hear what your thoughts are on this game because right now we're showing fairly low ownership, like almost across the board. We have in our top stacks tool over at awesomeo.com, we have uh, the Boston top line coming in under 2% and the Pittsburgh top line coming in under 6%. So there might not be much ownership in this game at all. So I think taking our time to you know dig through some of the matchups could be important. So what do you like here? Yeah, I mean, that top line going against top line is kind of a wash. Like, if you're building a limited amount of lineups, I don't think you have to – I don't think, you know, Boston 1, Pittsburgh 1 are going to be priority. If you're, you know, max entering the 15, whatever it is, 95, 110, whatever the number is, I think you can you can have a just a, a handful. Like, just to get over the field, like on Boston 1, you just really need, like, three or four of 150. And they're an elite line, so – you know, if you have some FOMO about, you know, fading Boston one to get over the field tonight, it's, you know, you only have to have a handful. Same with pit one. They're an elite line. They're going up against each other. And yeah, they're probably going to neutralize each other. But if you, if you run that through 150 times, you know, maybe a couple times Penguin one have a big game. Uh, you run it through 150 times, maybe Boston one has a big game, a couple games. So in MME, I think you can have a handful of each of those top lines. You're certainly not a priority in 20 max or below, but once you start getting past like, 25 50 lineups you can start you know building them in limitedly but where i really want to concentrate on this game are the second lines uh, especially if the carter mccann zucker is going to get the boston third line you've always talked about how you know be, even before taylor hall got traded to boston after that top line came off the ice their numbers fall off a cliff um so getting that depth like the bottom six is a is a great matchup for pit two and i, I really like them tonight mccann's on top power play carter and zucker are on the second power play. You know, they're they're not overly expensive. They're 13,000 as a full line. Their ownership's in check. You know, the Penguins' total is 2.8, but that's because I think the top line's in a really bad matchup. If, if you know, they weren't going up against Bergeron, say, like, Bergeron was out, I think the Penguins' total would be over three, and there'd be a lot more ownership on this game. So I really do like that second line. And I, I do like, you know, the Boston second line, just from a ownership play here. Um I'm not super high on them, but like Taylor Hall coming in under 1% right now, obviously that's going to go up a little bit before Locke and he may come in around 4%, something like that. But, you know, if, if he's going to be under 5% on a five game, so I think I would take some stabs on Boston too. So I, I really like both second lines in this game and the top lines and some deep MME stuff. Yeah. I want to talk about that Boston two line, because that's definitely one of the lines I uh, that, really gets uh, some decent matchups here because that Boston two will be getting Pittsburgh three Pittsburgh three is not a great line uh, to speak of defensively um, looking at 2.3 expected goals against in their limited sample together. That's not very good. Um, Boston two, 3.2 expected goals for for 60 minutes, 2.1 expected goals against for 60, 60% expected goal share since they've been put together. That's just, those are just outstanding numbers and the matchup they're getting Boston three, Boston three in April, 1.6 expected goals for 1.9 expected goals against 45.6% expected goal share. Those are terrible numbers. Now, Jake DeBrusque, I think is going to be a scratch. And I think it was Trent Frederick taking his place on the third line, but that it might make them a little bit better, but, um, or, uh, that's sorry on Boston's third line. Um, Pittsburgh's third line is still going to be intact. Like it, it doesn't really matter what Pittsburgh's third line is going to be here. They're just not with Malkin still out. They're just not deep enough just yet to take on a line like Hall Krejci 
and Craig Smith. So I still like Boston too in this game. Pittsburgh too. I think for the same reason, sorry, Pittsburgh too is in range for me because Jake, uh, you know, that Boston third line has been terrible. Like I said, 45.6% expected goal share. Uh, But Jake DeBrusque is going to be out. Trent Frederick is going to be in. I think that makes them a little bit better, but it's not enough to where like, if I was on Pittsburgh too, it's not enough to be like, I'm not going to play them now. So that's kind of the way I'm looking at it, that if you're on Pittsburgh two before DeBrusque being out, shouldn't change your mind. But I think the better second line to use in this game is Krejci, Smith, uh, and Hall. So I do like Boston two a lot in this game. They've been just really, really good since they've been put together and they have a great matchup. So uh, I'm in on Boston two on the blue line. Uh, Mike Matheson isn't getting a ton of time on ice. But I think he's leading Pittsburgh defenseman in shot rate this month, and he's second in block rate. So, you know, 18 to 20 minutes, that will probably be, be enough. I do like Mike Matheson uh, in this game on the blue line. Is there anybody else on the blue line that sticks out to you? Yeah, I mean, Matheson's down at 3,200 now. It's not like he's at, like, 41. So, like, at that price, 18 to 20 minutes is perfectly adequate. Uh, if you want to, you know, I'd rather play him over Cody CC at the same price. Um but, you know, if you're a CC stan, you can load in CC. Uh, on the Boston side, you know, outside of, outside of correlating Boston 1 with Grizzlick, uh, maybe looking at Charlie McAvoy, but his price is a little expensive. I don't mind Mike Riley at 3100 either. Are there CC stands? Are there Cody CC stands? There must be. I'm talking to one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, fair enough, fair enough. I, I deserve that one. Um, all the goalies are relatively the same price in this game. So I'm not playing any of them. Are you? Yeah, no, I don't like the goalies in this game. Uh, just from a price standpoint, like Tristan Yari at 7,800, like he's chalk when he's 8,500. I don't want to play chalk Yari at 7,800. Whoever it is for Boston's a little too pricey for me in this matchup. All right. I hear you. Uh, up on the site today, we have some free premium tools and data. seems like we have some free premium tools up on the site almost every day. Today is no exception. Up on the site, we have free NHL and MLB top stacks. You just heard me talk about uh, the NHL top stacks with the Pasternak and Crosby uh, lines and their ownership. Um, that Those top stacks are free today uh, over at Osmo.com. We also have the NBA Big Board as a free premium tool today, and we also have our PGA Pro Play. So NHL, MLB, NBA, PGA, if you need some free premium tools or data to help you out uh, for tonight or this weekend coming up, uh, head on over to Osmo.com. We got some stuff over there that can really help you out. All right, let's move it along. Uh, Detroit has a 2.4 implied goal total. They're going into Columbus. The Jackets have a 2.9 implied goal total. I believe both of those have come down through the day uh, as a, as the over-under has fallen from 5.5 to 5. Uh, Vegas not really expecting a lot of goals in this game, it appears. The big news, Liam Foody, uh, Foudy? Foody? I'll have to double check that uh, is making his debut well, season's debut for the Jackets. Uh, he's going to be playing with Jack Roslevic and Patrick Lyonet. I imagine that's going to be a very bad line. Um, not a whole lot to speak of on Detroit side besides Joe Valeno. I believe that just came down as we were on the air. Uh, Joe Valeno looks like he's going to be in the lineup for Detroit here tonight. I just want to take a minute to talk about him. Um, he was a guy that was drafted. I think three years ago by Detroit, but he had uh, some sort of really bad injury in his draft year. And that dropped his stock 
quite a bit down towards the end of the first round. Like they got him like 29th or 30th overall. And that really impacted him for the next year or two. Uh, He uh, like, he was legitimately supposed to be a superstar coming out of that draft. Like his PNHL E, which is probability of NHL points uh, was superstar potential. According to Dauber prospects, which is where I work uh, on season long fantasy hockey. Now, that's obviously come down as, like I said, he struggled with injuries. Last couple seasons haven't been super great. Had a good year. He was over in the Swedish league is where he's been playing. I think he had 20 points in 46 games this year, which is really good in that league uh, for a 20-year-old. That's a men's league. That's a man's league. Um, I like Joe Valeno. We just don't know where he's going to play because, like I said, it just came down 20, like 15, 20 minutes ago that he's going to be in the lineup. I think he can be good. I don't know if it's necessary to play him here tonight, but it is the Columbus Blue Jackets. I honestly don't know what to do with the Detroit side because with Valeno coming in, we don't really know what line, what the lineup is going to be. And on Columbus, you know, we have one line that might stay together for a while. We don't know, uh, you know, all the usual caveats with Columbus are in play here today as far as John Tortorella is concerned. So I really want to hear your thoughts on this game, Josh, because I think, I think this is an interesting game because you don't necessarily have to stack out of it, but I think there are going to be players of interest. Yeah. Uh, I think we'd all be better off if this game wasn't on the slate, but yeah, it is. yeah that's the other thing. Yeah. Uh, this is an interesting game, but I prefer it's just, yeah. it just wasn't here. Yeah. So like Liam Foudy with Rosselvick line, a, like that line is going to get run over, but the problem is who's going to you know go against them. Adam Ernie, Vladislav Domestikov, Philip Zadina, like, like, come on. So, like, on the Detroit side, like, yeah, J- one-off Jacob Vrana makes some sense. One-off Philip Zadina makes some sense. If you want a two-man Vrana and Zadina because they're on the power play. But Columbus doesn't take many penalties. So, I don't know if you really need it or want to stack anything on the Wings power play. So, I think, you know, I don't think I'd full stack anything on either side. So, on the Detroit side, I'd probably one-off some Vrana. I'd one-off some, some, uh, some Zadina. But, you know, I, it really – Joe Valeno could come in on the third line. He'd come in on the top line. We just don't know with Blasel. So, like, you just have to know, go with what you know. Verona, Zadina, some one-offs. On the Blue Jackets side, I wish these lines were better, but, you know, it is Torts. He's burning the castle down before he gets thrown out. Um, ow. Um, <laughs> just want to interrupt you real quick. I was just checking in Sarkhan's, uh Twitter feed and Valeno third line between Panic and Gagne. That's not terrible. Mm. It's not something I want to do. But. I mean, it is the Columbus Blue Jackets yeah. after all. Yeah. So, like, I would imagine he, Joe Valeno has been price or, if, or is he even in the, in the, in the DK pool? So, if he is, like, if he's in that, if he's in the, yeah, DK he's pool, in the pool, 2,500. Yeah. So that line's 8,400. <laughs> that line's 8,400 going against God knows who on Columbus. So, like, if you need, like, a super cheap stack, like, Valeno's going to have no ownership and, you know, why not take a chance? But like on the Blue Jacket side, you know, I think looking at this ownership, it makes me just want to fade them all together. Like, I don't know if I want to play 15% Bjorkstrand, but like he does make sense as a one-off. I think looking at like ownership, I know Cam Atkinson is expensive at 6,400, but his ownership is, you know, down around 8%. I think I'd rather one-off him. And then even Patrick Line, like at 3%, just on the off chance he gets going, like he he has the potential to score multiple goals. We've seen it. 
he does go through these stretches where he's non-existent and his, you know, Columbus Blue Jacket tenure has been terrible and it's going to come to an end. He's going to go somewhere else. But like at 4,500 top power play at 3%, I think, you know, you can two man him with Jack Rosovic and you can, you can read off all these negative connotations with the two of them, how they, you know, they suck and all this, but like they correlate on the power play. They're going against Detroit, right? Line has a potential just, you know, sit in the slot and just ding in two power play goals. Like it's nothing. So like, if you do have to go to the blue jackets here, I think your Rosovic line, a two man makes some sense. And Atkinson one off uh, a Bjorkstrand one off, but I think I concentrate on taking a stab on line ahead his own, at his ownership. Yeah. I, I like where you're going with this. Like, I don't think there's a full three man line. I want to stack out of this game. Like, I think you're right on that. Like if you're going to do it like two man Rosovic line, a, uh, you know, maybe you just want to use like Foudy and Rosovic and leave line a off. If you think line is just, a waste of, you know, a waste of space at this point, um, you know, one off Bjorkstrand, like you said, his ownership might be a little bit high, but. For the best TV viewing experience, witness the coziest maroons, the most vibrant and brightest moons, the eeriest and darkest tombs, and radiant and vivid hues in any type of room with the Neo QLED and OLED TVs by Samsung. We're supposed to say Samsung, but that didn't rhyme, so <laughs> you're welcome. Samsung, more wow than ever. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He's probably, he's the most reliable forward on that team anyway. And that's probably the reason why he's 5,500. But um, those are the kinds of plays I'm looking at in this game. I'm not stacking any line out of this, even with like Joe, because I'm just worried like, yeah, Joe Valeno, he's going to, looks like he's going to get decent line mates with Panic and Gagne, but that could easily be the fourth line here tonight and play nine minutes, right? That's kind of the problem uh, with Blas Hill and with this line. Like, if Detroit's probably not going to use Ernie and Helm in a, in a minimal role. Um, you know, maybe like that Phil Pola line uh, gets pushed down, but I would bet it's Valeno. So that's kind of like, I want to play him, but I don't trust Blas Hill to play him 14 or 15 minutes here tonight. That's kind of what's scaring me from him. So, I'm going to stick to the known names, like one off, like a Bjorkstrand or one off. Um, like I like your call with line a, uh, you know, Jacob Vrana. I think I, I think people are still going to chase that four goal game, but at 4,600 against Columbus, I will never say he's a bad play. So uh, just one offs like that is probably where I'm going to be. Philip Peronic has been playing a little bit better uh, when we're looking at the blue lines. Seth Jones, his peripherals have really rebounded. He's been up near three shots per game, I believe, since Wierenski's been injured. But that's also a 6,600 price tag. And I find that real, real hefty for a defenseman on such a bad team. Yeah, the, the, it's complete price fade for me. If he was like 5,100, I would love to play him. But 6,600, I'd rather go up to Fox or Hedman. I'd find the extra $300 for Hedman tonight. 6,600 is just too much for Jones. And I agree on Hronik. 4,100 is a nice price to play. He's getting his minutes, so. Yeah. Um, in net, 
are we playing either of the goalies here? I know you're always a Mr. Lickens guy, but he's 8K. Uh, I think that's a little bit too expensive. Bernier Grice down at 7,100 seems more reasonable to me. Yeah, Merzlikens at 8K. I like playing Merzlikens at 6,900, 7,000, something like that. I'm out on him at 8,000. If it is Bernier tonight, I'll take, I, I will have some interest in him at 7,100. If it's Grice fire, no thank you. Good <laughs> Grice fire, I like that. Uh, Liquid Demons in chat, Detroit is probably better than Columbus. I don't even really disagree with that. <laughs> either. That's kind of it's 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 kind of sad almost because Columbus looked like they might be one of those scrappy teams that could you know get to playoffs every year, make life hell. It just looks like everything's falling apart this year. Um, not here to uh, wish ill on Columbus. We're here to talk about this DFS slate. So let's get to this next game. We have the New York Islanders with a two point seven implied goal total going to Washington. The Caps have a two point eight implied goal total. Uh, Alex Ovechkin. Not expected to be in the lineup for this game. Uh, Daniel Sprong uh, going to be on the top line in his place. Justin Schultz also not going to be playing, so it's probably going to be Dmitry Orloff running the second power play unit. We don't have firm confirmation on Islanders' lines. Uh, beat writers were saying that the coach said there are still a couple issues with the lineup that he wants to iron out, and Kyle Palmieri might actually be jumping on the top line with Matt Barzal, but we don't know if it's going to be with Barzal and Eberle because Eberle's a right winger and Palmieri's a right winger. I guess they could move Palmieri to the left, but I think that would just be a case of maybe moving Eberle down a line or something like that. So there's even if Palmieri's on the top line, we don't know what the top line is. So a uh, little bit of a mess from the Islander side, a little bit more certainty from the Washington side. Uh, what do you like out of this game, Josh? Yeah, so the, I'm just trying to think like what the Islanders could do like if they move Palmieri up, like I would imagine Wallstrom comes back into the lineup onto that third line. Bailey would move it back up with Nelson. Like there's just so many question marks on the Islander side. It's hard to really, really use anybody like full stack. Like if you want to use Barzell, like sure. He's one percent, like he's projected at 1% right now. That's a nice play, but like, you don't know if he's going to play with Eberle and Zajac or Eberle and Palmieri or Zajac and, Palmer, like it's just a mess. Like it's it's hard to really outside of the fourth line, which they never touch. Like you just don't know what the top three lines are going to be. So it's really hard to give some advice on on an eight game slate when you know one of the more important teams on the slate doesn't have lines. Especially with Ovi out, like not that Ovi was anything like special defensively. He's actually bad defensively, but you know, Sprong replacing Ovi doesn't make them better defensively. So there's some stuff to like on the Islander side. We just don't know who's going to be where, and that's a big problem. So yeah, I want to use some Islanders tonight, but I just wish we had some lines. So, you know, if it comes around six 30 and it's Barzell, Eberle, Palmieri, like, yeah, I'm going to use that line. But if it's, you know, Barzell, Zajac, Palmieri, I may not have as much interest it just depends on the combinations. But if it is Barzell, Eberle, Palmieri, I'm going to have some interest in using that top line. Uh, if the third line sticks together, I like it. Beauvillier, John J, uh, JG, Pajot, and Bailey. Like, Bailey isn't great, but, you know, that line's cheap. And, you know, they get okay matchups and they get minutes. They're not like a stereotypical third line, so they're not a bad line. But, again, it's all conjecture until we actually know the lines. On the capital side with Sprong moving up with Kuznetsov and Wilson, I don't really have too much interest. I don't really have much interest in the Caps at all, like from a limited lineup 
perspective, like if you're getting to 20 or you're MMEing even above that, I like the second line of Mantha, Backstrom, Oshi. But again, they're going into the Islanders. Very good defensive team. Don't take many penalties. So on the cap side, it's really MME stuff for me. Same on the Islanders until we get clarity on the lines. Yeah, I I think I'm gonna I'm a little higher on Washington too than you are. Um, they've been really really good since Mantha got there. Uh, still kind of a small sample, but 1.9 expected goals for per 60, 1.0 expected goals against. Um, in April, the Islanders have a worse 5v5 expected goals against than Chicago or Detroit. Now, the flip side to that is that they're not just getting bad defensively. They're just playing at a higher pace. So they're generating a lot more expected goals for. Like, this is a high-paced team now. It's just that they're also allowing more expected goals against, which should lead to more goals against. So I think that it makes the case to play to both play the Islanders and to stack against them. So I think that's why I'm coming in a little bit higher on Washington too. Um, I would I would put them a little bit ahead of Boston too for me uh, in the pecking order for like second line uh, targets. Um, on the but I I'm kind of with I'm with you 100 that I have a lot more interest in the Islanders side and where this is a 7 p.m. Eastern game. Uh, let me double check that. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's so. a 7 p.m. Eastern game. Um, if you're only if you're not playing 150 lineups, if you're playing one or three or five, you can put in an Islander stack and then just you know figure out your stacks once the warmups hit. Uh, if you're playing 150, a little bit tougher to do that. Uh, it's really hard to get all those crunches in in time, but I think it's really worth it because um, Washington has fallen off defensively as well. Like there's a time like a month ago where we would just flat avoid them. That's not the case anymore. They've been pretty bad defensively this month. Not bad, but like below average. And I think with the Islanders playing at a higher pace, it's very much worth that if you're only playing a handful of lineups, I think it's very much worth waiting to see what the Islanders um, lines are going to be and then probably going to the second line because I think Washington, too, will take top comp here. Even though they don't really hard match a whole lot, I think Washington, too, will see some of the top comps. So I think whatever Islanders, two is when we hit warm-ups is the line I want to use. I just don't know what it's going to be because we just don't have the lines. I'm just thinking of, of A, ownership, and B, Washington's defensive play falling off a little bit. Um, on the blue line, I guess, like, Ryan Pollock has a decent price. Dmitry Orlov has been playing more minutes, but he's at 4K. Like, I find that expensive. Noah Dobson... 2700 running pp1 but he's probably only going to play like 15 minutes it seems like a bad a lot of bad pricing here what do you think yeah outside of washington top pair every every defenseman on DraftKings on the capitals is min price and i still don't have any interest in them um on the islander side like if you want to put in dobson in a power play sack it's okay like i guess it's okay like 2700 for 15 minutes like how much more do you need at that price? Like if he converts on the power play, he's going to get there um, obviously. But um, you know, I do worry about his minutes. They have been slowly creeping up. So maybe you, you bank on him getting 16, 17, but you know, Pulak, if, if you want for the, if you're a Pulak guy, like Jake is like, he's going to load in a lot of Pulak tonight, I'd imagine, but really I'm looking elsewhere for defenseman tonight. Yeah. I agree with you uh, in net. We don't have confirmation for the Islanders. Uh, do you have any interest in Vanacek for Washington? I kind of – he's kind of priced in a spot where <laughs> I wish he was cheaper just because sometimes the Islanders kind of just like 
have 24 shots on goal. Like if I, if I knew the Islanders are going to have 30 to 40 shots on goal, yeah, I'd have some interest in Vanacek, but you know, at that price in this matchup, I'm going to pass. All right. Fair enough. Um, today's show is sponsored by jock market. If you haven't heard, Jock Market has turned fantasy sports into a stock exchange. Forget waiting until the end of the game to make money. Jock Market has allowed you to buy and sell shares of players in real time for real money with guaranteed payouts for all shares at the end of each night. With daily markets for NBA, MLB, NHL, and PGA, you can make real money every hour, every minute, every second of any match or game. Use the pregame IPO to pick up shares of your favorite players, then buy, sell, or hold them during the game based on your own analysis. Download the app to get started and use our exclusive Osmo promo code Osmo NHL20 for a $20 bonus on your first deposit. This is an exclusive offer only for the Osmo community, so make sure to take advantage of it today. That's Osmo NHL20 for a $20 bonus on our show sponsor, Jock Market. So head on over to Jock Market if you want a free $20 bonus on your first deposit. It's Osmo NHL20. All right. Our next pair of games to get to, we have the Philadelphia Flyers with a 3.2 implied gold total. Going into New Jersey, the Devils have a 2.9 implied goal total. Um, you know, we've talked about it. Sean Couturier has started to look better than he did a couple months ago. Um, the top line seems to be coming around a little bit, um, though th- their numbers haven't been great since being put together. But at least Couturier has seemed healthy. Um uh, I think there's some stuff to like on both sides here um, up and down the lineup. So let's take our time with this. What do you like here, Josh? Yeah. So we were, I was asking you about the line matching uh, before the show, because I I was assuming that Hughes was going to get the Katoria matchup, but you enlightened me to the fact that they've been sending out Nico, Heischer, Zacha and Brat against the top competition, which actually like really helps the Hughes line here because after you get past the Katoria matchup, there's really not much there for the Flyers defensively. Like, yeah, I'm a Hayes guy just because he was, he was on the Rangers, but like he's an okay defensive player, but like he's with Joe Fireby and Travis Konechny, two younger guys who aren't very good defensively. And, you know, if the Hughes, like, first of all, the Rangers, or excuse me, the Devils don't really super hard match, but for the most part, like he's just going to see a good amount of Katoria, which means Hughes is going to see a good amount of Hayes, and that favors the Hughes line. Like that Hughes Sharon Govich line has been very, very good, especially from a puck possession standpoint. Yeah, they haven't had like great success finishing the puck, but that that could be attributed to bad luck and other factors that you really don't want to put into your analysis and you get bad bias. So I, I like this Hughes Sharon Govich. I like the Devils top line tonight going against the Hayes matchup. Uh, the Zacha Heischer Brat line has been good as well. Um, they're going to get the Couturier matchup for the most part. Like when I say that, maybe they'll probably see 60% them 60% of the time, something like that. Not, not like a super hard match, like 80%, like erratic Fasca line, like is on you like glue, like the, the devil's matching is more loose, but for the most part, he sure is going to see a good amount of Couturier. So that kind of takes me off the he sure line. They've been good, but you know, they're fairly cheap and they have decent ownership. So going against Couturier mat- line, I'm going to fade them. And then, you know, going to the flyer side, if the, because the Couturier line is going to see the Heischer line, not the Hughes line. I do have some interest in that flyers top line. The devils aren't a good team. Like any way you slice it, they're not a very good team. They got a good, they got some good young players, but they need some time. They need some, they need to rebuild. So I I think, you know, you saw Giroux score a couple goals the last game. Like that was the first time he scored in like 12 games, something like that. They're starting to, I mean, it was, you know, two empty net goals with like, 
12 seconds left, something like that, you know, six on five. But sometimes that's all, you know, players need to start going on streaking. So I think you can take some stabs on that Flyers top line tonight. The ownership's a bit high for me. So, you know, I think maybe I'd, I'd use it for MME only. Um, that second line's okay, but I really don't want to go into that Hughes matchup. So I'm out on uh, Flyers too. Uh, and then, you know, other than that, so really I'm, I'm on both top lines tonight. Yeah, I I want to say that I like the Philly third line as a dump down line, but it's just not that cheap, right? Like uh, Van Riemsdyk, 5,900 and Lawton at 3,100. You're talking 9K and then you add in Wade Allison. Like a 12.5K third line isn't that cheap, right? Like that's that's not what you're looking for here. So uh, although I like that Philly third line and I like their matchup, I just think it's a little bit too expensive to use. Uh, so I'm out on Philly three. Um, the thing about New Jersey's, uh, like I call the Hishier top line, the top line. I'll just say the Hishier line, the Hishier Zaka Brat line. They're all in the top power play unit together. They're perfectly correlated. So like I'm with you. I would rather play the Hughes line for, because I think it's a better line. I think they're in a better matchup, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, perfect correlation for New Jersey one. That's kind of tough to get away from. So I will say I do like the matchup for Hughes a lot better. But if people want to use New Jersey one or the Hishier line, sorry, because of the perfect correlation, I'm fine with that. Uh, on the Flyers side, like I'm probably I think the one thing I would do for the Flyers is like I might power play stack. I think that's something that would that makes some sense because you can get the Flyers top line. I believe they're all they're all in the same power play unit together, and then you can throw in somebody like Wade Allison. Uh, who's on with them uh, gets gets a little bit different. Uh, it's certainly a very unique combination. New Jersey has an absolutely terrible penalty kill. I believe they're bottom three in the league over the last month. So uh, I think, you know, some sort of power play stack, you know, adding Wade Allison, adding Ivan Proveroff or leaving off Flo Giroux, something like that uh, makes sense for Philly. Uh, on the blue lines, like I think Travis Sanheim is the only guy that sticks out for me. Uh, Basically, in this entire game, what do you have? Yeah, I like Sandheim. If you want to dump down to Felipe Myers, I think that's fine. He's under 3K. If you're correlating with the power play and want to play Provorov at 6,300, that's fine. He's a little bit pricey for me. I'd rather spend up for some, someone like Hedman. Yeah, I think Provo's just a little bit too expensive for me as well. Uh, I'm not even going to talk about the goalies. Uh, we'll get to the next game. I'm serious. We're going to get to this next game. Tampa Bay, three and a half goal total. Uh, They're going into Chicago. The Blackhawks have a 2.5 implied goal total. Um, So lineup problems here. Uh, They said Dylan Strom is going to be playing center, and there are a couple things that have to be worked out in the lineup, but Colleton's not releasing anything, so we don't know what it's going to be when the slate locks at 7 Eastern. Tampa Bay, we're assuming uh, the same lineup uh, runs it back for them here tonight. So what do you have? Yeah, I mean, we don't really stack. I mean, I don't really stack the Blackhawks. If you really stack, if you like to stack the Blackhawks, it's going to be tough because you don't know the lines. You can, the most obvious and the most obvious thing to do is play Kane and Debrinkat together. Uh, they're going to be on the power play together. They they always end up seeing five on five time together too. So you can throw Kane and Debrinkat together. You want to throw them in with Kirby Doc. You know, they're three guys on the top power play. I don't know if you want a power play stack against the lightning, you know, really like 
I'm not super high on the Blackhawks anyway tonight. It's not a great matchup, but you know, anytime you can get Kane to bring cat a decent ownership on an eight game slate, I think you have to consider it in GPPs at least. So that's where I'm at on the Blackhawks. We'll see where Strom uh, slots in. He could be up on that top line with Kane. He could be on the third line with Stillman and Kubelik. We just don't know. So, you know, I also, I also don't mind Kubelik, Kubelik as a one-off as well. You know, their ownership is low. This is not a great matchup for them, so I'm probably going to be under on the Hawks. But, you know, I do like Kane, Debrinkat, and Kubelik. On the Lightning side, I think, you know, Tampa 1 obviously is going to be super popular. Our, Alex Barry Boulet, uh, still 2,700. He kind of woke up the other game, the other day, I guess. He scored a goal. Um, who knows? Like, in GPPs, I think you have to take a stand somewhere on these, you know, top line fully correlated with ownership. I think I'm going to – in GPPs, I would fade – uh tampa once tonight it's just gotta take a stand somewhere and this is where i'm gonna take a stand i totally get it if you want to play them fully correlated power probably want it makes all the sense in the world but i'm gonna be off them tonight in gpps um i do like that second line gaudreau gord coleman i know the power play correlation doesn't make sense at all really but you know blake coleman at 3600 is someone that i'm always going to be interested at his price uh, and then you know that third line you know not great power play correlation either, but they're going to get depth of the Hawks. And that's something that you really can take advantage of. So if you want to get, if you want some exposure in a high total game, I always say go down in the second, third, third lines and the Kaloran Sorelli Johnson line is going to get some really positive matchups. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that Gord Goodrow Coleman line, especially because they're the line I've targeted. They've been exceptional the last few weeks, 3.0 expected goals per 60 minutes. Um, they're above three in actual goals. I believe 58.5 expected goal share. Uh, there's no matchup concern uh, in Chicago that I'm worried about. And even like you can, I've, you can leave off Gord if you want, because Gord is pretty expensive at 5,600, right? You can get um, Gaudreau for less than Gord. So. Yeah, exactly. You can stack the two of them for uh, 6400 yeah, yeah. It's pretty close. But you can stack the two wingers for 6400 throw in a defenseman, you know, like Chernak or Savard or something, and you have a super cheap stack um, for your Rangers or your Boston or whatever you want. So um, I do like that call from Tampa, but that's probably all I would like from the Tampa side. Like, Tampa one hasn't been that great with Barry Boulette there. Like 1.6 expected goals for per 60 minutes, 2.6 goals for per 60 minutes. Those aren't great numbers for a top line, especially not one that figures to be relatively chalky here tonight. Uh, we have them as the third most owned line uh, on the slate. So uh, yeah, out on Tampa Bay, other than the Gord line on the Chicago side, uh, I'm pretty much out on them altogether. I think all I would do is one off somebody like Kane or Kubalik. That's about where I am with Chicago on the blue line. Now that Adam Bockfist is back on the top power play unit, he has value again. Um, 2,600 definitely don't mind him. Eric Chernak still, he's starting to get up there at 3,800, but I think that's still fine for the minutes he's playing. What do you like here for defensemen? Yeah, Chernak, Savard, Savard's $400 last. He's been playing 22, 23 minutes. I think you can go there, Chernak as well. Uh, if you're using Tampa 1, Hedman makes some sense, 6,900. Um, he's going to be chalky, but I think, you know, you already know that going into playing Tampa 1, so I think he's fine. Bachwist, 2,600. You know, at that price, I think he's fine. This isn't the best power play matchup, but at that price, I think he can. Even Keith at 4,000, he's not like 5,500 or 4,000 if you need a guy 
he's not the worst play in the world. And then uh, why not call call whatever his name is. He hasn't been playing super high minutes. Like he's been around 16, 17, but for 3,100, he's been very active recently in the past, you know, three, four games at their, at that price. I think you can put him in. I'm not even going to bother trying to go go through what that name actually is. Yeah. Uh, we don't have a confirmation for Tampa Bay, but nobody's going to be playing 8,500 Vasilevsky, I hope, uh, on the road. 7K Lankinen at home. Would you rather play 7K, Lank- 7K Lankinen at home or a 6,900 Ukapeka Lukinen on the road? I think I'm going to go Lankinen here. Just, okay. you know, he's done it before. You know, he's, still, he, he's stolen a couple games before. Uh, Woodpecker Uka Pekalukinen, uh, you know, very limited sample on him. Yeah, okay, I agree with that. So we have our chief goalie for the night. It is the Lank. Uh, before getting to our final couple of games, we love celebrating subscriber success here. If you bank some bigger contests, send your screenshot to the, our Osmo HOF Twitter account or any of our Osmo social accounts, or even just me or Josh or Jake or whomever. Showing your bank with the Osmo avatar in your DFS profile. We will be sure to shout you out. And if it's top three in a contest with over 5,000 entries, you can win a free month of Osmo Plus Platinum. Hit up Osmo.com slash announcement slash avatar for full details on this contest. All right. We got five minutes left. A couple games to get through, both from last night. Um, Florida going into Nashville. Florida 2.9 implied goal total. Nashville at 2.7. Uh, what's important for me here is that uh, Gusev was moved back up onto the line uh, with Barkov midway through the game last night, and Gusev is still power play one. So um, that brings some, a little bit more correlation for Florida. But Nashville has an elite penalty kill, probably the best penalty kill in hockey since Ryan Ellis returned uh, quickly. What do you like on both sides of this game? Yeah, I don't think they're going to go um, UC Saros back-to-back. I imagine it's going to be Pekka Rene, which is a big downgrade in net. Um, you were saying how bad that top line was for Nashville last night. They got absolutely just wrecked. Um, yeah, I like that Florida top line, especially Barkov, Gusev, your boy, our, our you know DFS darling Frankie Vitrano, not on the top power play, but I think you can put him in. I like that top line tonight. The second line, you know, Sam Bennett, Huberto, Duclair. You know, Saros really shut them down last night, but they did, still got 40 shots on goal, so – you know, the shot volume is always going to be there. Peck is a big downgrade in that, you know. Uh, so I think there is some merit to go into Florida here. The thing is, like, looking at the Florida 2 ownership, it is sky high. And that worries me in GPPs. I think I'd, I would fade the second line. I'd go to that top line in GPPs. And on the Predator side, I'm off that top line. I like that second line, but I prefer going to that third line. Cousins, Hollow, Duchesne. I used them last night. I'd use them again. They're super cheap. Their ownership's in check. They're going to get the bottom six to Florida. Um, so I like that third line. Yeah, I'm with you on that Nashville third line. Don't mind dumping down to them. But I'm really all about that Florida top line. Um, I, it's still kind of a guess that Gusev is going to be there. We won't know. Maybe we'll find out uh, in coach uh, talks here in a couple hours. But we just won't know. At the very least, he'll still get power play one minutes Brandon Montour uh, Mackenzie Wiegar are getting PP two minutes Gustav Forsling getting some time on ice um, what do you like for defensemen yeah I'm on board with that if you want to use you know bag of bones Yandel that's fine I guess but on the on the predator side Yossi always makes some sense Ellis at 4600 I love him at that price um, that's about it 
Yeah, Ellis 4,600 makes a lot of sense. Um, he should be a little bit more expensive. All right, final game. We have the Carolina Hurricanes going into Dallas. Carolina is a 2.8 implied goal total. Dallas 2.7. I'll tell you right off the top, I have zero interest in Carolina from top to bottom. I think this is just a terrible matchup. Um, you know, they got there last night. Um, I don't think that they should have gotten there, but, you know, that's hockey. Dallas one I, has been great. Dallas two has been great. Radic Faxa will be shutting down the Martin Natchez line. The only worry for me is Dallas went 11 7 last night. So, what do you like here? Yeah. And then, you know, Rope, the ever popular game time decision. So, in Klingberg. Yeah. This is a back to back. So, chances are he's going to be out. Klingberg, we don't know about. Um, I agree with you. I'm out on the hurricane, especially if Fosca is going to get the Trocheck line. That'd be the one line in Carolina I would want to play, but not against Fosca. Um, if Hintz is in, love Dallas one. Hintz is out. Uh, you know, we have to see who moves up. Probably Jamie Ben. Uh, you know, that line still fully correlated on the power play, but late game back to back on the road with no other swap options is kind of tough. You know, there is a price difference between Hintz and Ben. So really. I'm probably, you know, if you want to go to like a Robertson Pavelski two man, I think that's fine. But I, I think I would avoid full stacking with nowhere to swap. Yeah, I, I'm in on Dallas too. It's just like you said, hints is a concern. So I think all I'm going to have out of this game is maybe a one off Miro Haskinen. All right, Josh, I'm going to ask you for your hat trick pick here very quickly. I will tell you my hat trick pick for tonight uh, is Alex DeBrincat. What do you got? I'm going to say Alexander Barkov. Alexander Barkov. There you go. We have uh, Alex Debrinkat, Alexander Barkov as your hat trick picks here for tonight. All right. That'll do it for us, folks, for producer Tyler, uh, for our U.S. agent, Mr. Joshua Harris. This is Slim Cliffy, Michael Clifford, saying good luck tonight. And Jake will be around tomorrow uh, to lead you through the show. So good luck. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.